What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining Podcasts. Society-13.com. I like to listen. Welcome to Channel 9 of the STRY Radio Network, where stories live. Before you listen to this podcast, be aware this show often uses very naughty language. If you don't like that, you shouldn't listen. Send your complaints to I am a whiny baby with no sense of humor at nightstory.com or stop by the studio. I'll take you for a ride to a story of my choosing. Welcome to the Night Story Podcast, episode 516. I'm Jeanette Andromeda. And I'm Immortal Alexander. And today we're interviewing horror author Mark Nixon from shadowsatthedoor.com. And uh, first we'll hear a clip from one of the many stories in the audiobook version of Shadows at the Door Anthology. And then, and, and then we're going to get a word from our sponsor. And right. then on into the interview where we're going to talk to Mark. A Little Light Gets In by Daniel Fortick. It shouldn't be so difficult to make a room completely dark. She could wait until night, but Karen's too excited now. She tries again, tugging harder on the heavy drapes to close the gap. Her efforts cause the accumulated decades of dust to explode into the stale air. She sneezes. The sliver of light is gone now, but she needs to be sure. She looks around carefully, waiting for her eyes to adjust, waiting to be certain it's completely dark. She stands listening to the sounds of the old house settle and to her own breathing. Nearly a minute goes by. Satisfied, she presses the button on the side of her cell phone and uses its bright screen to find her way back to the table where the heavy projector sits. Everything looks good. Six-year-old Karen sees the figure looming in the doorway. Something familiar about his smell and the way he moves. He stands there for a long time. Something black and shiny drips from his hand into the patch of moonlight. She isn't afraid, but she knows she should be. She hears his breathing as he moves from the doorway into her room. She hears the familiar creak just beyond the foot of her bed as he steps closer. She feels his weight as he sits on the foot of her bed. He reaches out and rests his hand on little Karen's forehead, 
almost like Mama does when she checks her for a fever. But unlike Mama's hand, which is cool and dry, his hand is warm and sticky, wet. Something black drips down onto her nose. Another drop hits her cheek and rolls down her face. She feels it fall onto the sheet. He tilts his head to one side and lifts his other hand. Well, welcome back, everybody. We Today we have Mark Nixon from Shadows at the Door. Hi, Mark. Hello there. Welcome. If, if you guys are new to the Ninth Story podcast, then you are also new to Mark. Um, but Mark has come to the Ninth Story podcast multiple times before. Um, the first time was about ghost stories with uh, Dan as the host. And then the second time was about creating the anthology that you just heard a clip from. And uh, now we're kind of talking about your journey since then and, and everything else. But the most important thing I want to know is, uh, how, how are you? <laughs> as That's a terrifying question for an English person. Our instinct <laughs> is to say, I'm fine. How are you? you <laughs> I, was just, I was just expecting her to walk away. I was just expecting her to say banana for no reason. <laughs> That's really where my mind was going. I, I'm just in like a really random mood today. You're in a happy mood because she had a really good I, I time did. at the... Uh, at, at my marketing workshop yes, this weekend. that thing. No, not this weekend, during the week. Good Lord, I'm such a strange person. It doesn't matter. I'm awake all night and 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 do workshops in the middle of the work week. <laughs> so first off, Mark, uh, congratulations on the release of your new book, Shadows at the Door Anthology. Yay! Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so the last time you were on the Ninth Story podcast, it was episode 327, and you were in the middle of the Kickstarter version of getting the anthology out into the world. And I'm not sure, I don't think Dan has had you on in between then and now. anticipated that I would die of a heart attack. No. <laughs> um, to my demise. <laughs> so I'm good. Well, I'm good, but I, I'm glad to hear that rather. But I want—I would like to know what happened just for like, I guess our listeners' sake, if they haven't been following you, which they should have been. Just saying, guys. Um, but where where has it gone since the Kickstarter and kind of like catch us up to where we are now? Okay. Well, um, the Kickstarter was um, successful um, due to the generous uh, backing of existing fans new fans and um pulling every marketing truck i could out of the, out of the hat um we things trot along quite smoothly we'd already had a lot of the book made i didn't want to go into a kickstarter with like with it not having been written mm -hmm. um but there were some final edits that we had to do and then it just all of these things that i hadn't anticipated setting up a company setting up an indie press it just all these little problems would pop up and i would have to deal with them um, but eventually it got released on time. We were really worried we wouldn't get it on time, but I already had a launch party booked. Um, and I, I had a job at the time that did not allow much time off, so mm -hmm. I um, it had to be at that launch party. But we held it in a castle in Newcastle, and we had um, some actors called the Moss Troopers read uh, from the from the book. They were absolutely fantastic. They actually read out Quemin Frenos, which is my story, and one of the happiest moments of my life was as they were getting to the end of the story, people in the room were starting to call out. <laughs> like, nice. oh. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and how did I you mean, guys get the to, to have the premiere at a castle? How'd that happen? Well, um, I was just looking for a venue 
and um, so I, I live in a nature city called Newcastle, which surprisingly enough has a castle in it, which I genuinely wow. did not know that. Is it new? <laughs> For England. <laughs> For England. It's still older than America, though. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, the um, the manager of um, the events of the castle, a guy called uh, David Silk, he um, he's really into this kind of thing. He was, he was actually one of the moss troopers. And uh, we arranged it in such a way that, you know, he wouldn't charge me for doing it. They would kind of collect tickets. And it was a proper little launch party. We had um, most of the British writers came up for it. Um, and Barney, the illustrator, Caitlin mm -hmm. Marceau actually flew over from Canada for it. Wow. Yeah. So we, out of guilt, I put her up an unfettable mattress in our house. <laughs> um, but my wife made Shadows at the Dog Cupcakes, which had the logo Aww. on it. Nice. And the illustrations on it. Uh, yeah, and I got to meet all of these writers face to face. It was amazing. We all had, and, and um, meeting some new fans, which was absolutely fantastic. Then I went quiet for a while because my twin girls were born mm -hmm. uh, the month after, which is obviously an unbelievably happy time. But I, I, I was like, oh, this is going to be difficult becoming a dad to twins. And it was just so much more. <laughs> I actually took the site down, Shadows at the Door, for a little while so I could concentrate on it. And mm -hmm. um, I was having some problems with the uh, internet, um, the domain providers. So um, it has since been relaunched and book sales have been steady, which has been nice considering I haven't been able to do much about it. And uh, I've actually started going to conventions now selling it and stuff. And nice. the audiobook came out like a week ago. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. I just bowed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so Mark, for the audience that is not familiar with Shadows of the Door, why don't you explain a little bit of what that is? So, um, Shadows at the Door started off a good few years ago now as a blog. I was reading a lot of ghost stories, like a lot more than usual, and I had an itch to write one myself. I had no interest in pursuing it, you know, to publish it, and I just mm -hmm. wanted to put it on a website that my friends could read. Um, the story went on to be fairly popular actually and i just started adding more to it and then it just became an online publisher mm -hmm. and then eventually people started saying we want a book so we did the kickstarter but shadows at the door um it the title represents what i think is best in horror the um you know atmosphere crescendos suggestion things where um, if you've ever walked home alone at night and you're kind of playing with yourself going oh is that is there someone playing with yourself why did i just say that <laughs> no idea Keep going, though. Wow. <laughs> right. Well, keep playing. No. Uh, <laughs> right. There was a disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast. There was. Yes, there Victoria was. has warned everyone. We're, just, we are inappropriate yeah. your for... Mind, your mind starts playing with itself. How's that? There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you've, you've ever kind of imagined like a figure behind a tree or you can hear footsteps behind you and you're just imagining that they're getting closer and closer. I think we all do that. Mm -hmm. And it's more, it's scarier than watching a really good horror film. Yeah, definitely. So I'm very passionate about that side of horror. That's where I think, personally, I think that's where it's at its best. And thankfully, a lot of other people seem to agree with me. And that's what you imagined mm -hmm. it to be at first as a website where it'd be a collection of short horror stories in that style. Yeah, um, exactly. And it, it, it is still that. Um, now we still do that but we are also now an independent publisher and I have all these little I have my finger in all these different pies and who, who knows what will become of it but we'll still always we'll always have the free stories on the site mm -hmm. 
And uh, we'll we'll get back to the website in a moment because I have more questions for that. But um, one thing that both Alex and I were really curious about is how did you get involved with Barney Bonadu, who does all of the illustrations? Well, almost Barney. all of them, most of them. <laughs> um, it was kind of my wife who was responsible. It was Christmas, and she was just googling stuff to do with M.R. James, who was one of my favorite writers, and. That is a writer who Barney loves a lot as well. Barney illustrated a lot of his ghost stories. And she ordered me one of his prints for Christmas. And I just got in touch with him. And I said, oh, this is great. What's your favorite story of his? We just uh, we just, um, became friends. And mm-hmm. and, he, and I asked if he wanted to illustrate for the website. And he, thankfully, was very keen. And he's just he's one of the nicest people you'll meet. Mm-hmm. His, his artwork is, is stunning. And uh, everyone who hasn't seen it, should definitely follow the link on our show notes to go to shadowsatthedoor.com and see his artwork. It is just this beautiful mesh-like quality of dark, moody imagery, and it's gorgeous. Um, so everyone, pause, go check things, and then come back. And then <laughs> zoom in on it, because the, you'll see the amount of detail that goes mm-hmm. into yes. it. It's incredible. It is. I, I pretty much just drool every time something new pops up on Instagram from him, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> you, you know, just before um, I came on Skype to you guys, he just sent me um, a rough sketch of the next one he's doing for the website. He goes, oh, how is it? And he's never that confident in what he's doing. I'm like, Barney, it's amazing. Everyone yeah. I see is my new favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. that's how I feel about Jeanette's work. Whenever I see her doing like Horror Haikus Day or literally anything she's doodling on on her desk, Every single one becomes my next favorite. So, well, and I'm I'm very glad that I can now add my artwork to Shadows at the Door as well. So, uh, slowly I'll start adding things to stories. But I I was really nice that you asked me to be part of it because I I love your website. I really did miss it while it was down. I'll say that because like I didn't realize how much of a habit I was in of like when I'm going to bed and I don't want to pull out like a full novel. I would always go to Shadows at the Door for like a bedtime story, like a creepy bedtime story, because I'm a weirdo like that. But I loved it. It was exactly what I needed, and I missed it while it was down. Weirdos like you make me very happy. <laughs> so I'm glad it's back up. Now I have my bedtime stories back. <laughs> it was killing me each day it was down, but I just had to kind of prioritize and um, find the right provider there for the website as well. So Yeah. Um, what provider did you end up going with? I'm very curious. Square, Squarespace. Oh, Squarespace. Yeah, oh. kind of pricey, but yeah. very professional. And because we're selling books now and art prints very soon, I kind of mm-hmm. wanted a website that would facilitate the store. Because um, I was starting to do it on the old site, and it was a very clunky PayPal link. Um, so I just wanted to look more professional. So It it looks slick. I think we should just jump to talking to the website, because I, I cannot wait to talk about it. It looks so beautiful. You had a good aesthetic before, but it's just so much cleaner across the board with how it looks. And I'm curious, like, what was building that website like for you? Because obviously you did it yourself. It was difficult. Um, they do have a good database of um, videos um, that just teach you how to do things. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes you just have to kind of... I'm, I'm I'm quite impatient. Sometimes I'll watch these things and I'll keep skipping it, and then I'll just want to jump in and figure it out myself. I still am figuring it out. Uh, there's a piece of artwork you provided that I am um, I, I have not put up yet because I just cannot physically get it in the place I want it. Oh. But they do have live chat and stuff, so I'll I'll get there. Oh, that's good. If you need me to alter it, I can. 
Thank you. We should talk yeah. after. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Mark, you've been uh, creating stories for two of our favorite creepy audio drama podcasts, The Wicked Library and The Lift, for quite a while now. How did that collaboration first get started? Well, uh, tw- like nearly all of my collaborations, uh, Twitter, <laughs> I a kind of a, a bit of a secret. I've never said this publicly, but one thing I really want from Shadows at the Door is to go into audio drama, like full cast productions, because uh, there are places, there are companies like um, Big Finish that do an absolutely amazing job. The BBC do a lot of good stuff, and I really want that for Shadows at the Door. Nice. So I just kind of wanted to see how the stories would be narrated. I put on Twitter, can anyone? Anyone fancy narrating a story? Because like every British man, if I hear a recording in my own voice, I vomit. <laughs> and a gentleman called Dan Foyter got in touch and said, I would like to try. And he did. He did a remarkable job. He recorded about three stories for me. Then he became a podcasting legend. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He'd already, obviously, Nine Story was going for a long time, but he, start, he took over Wicked Library. Then the lift took off. And I have a good relationship with Dan, and he told me about Victoria. He'd written just one pilot. He'd had it. He'd been sitting there for a long time. And I said I wanted to do him a favor, seeing as he'd done all these recordings for me for free. So he asked me to write another pilot for The Lift, which I did. I'm still very proud of it. And I was so pleased when The Lift took off. And he would say to people, listen to the two pilots. This is your direction. Mm-hmm. And each time I would get copied into this, and I'd be like, "Oh, it's my baby! It's my story!" <laughs> was it uh, pretty cool? Like there was a, a YouTube video recently. Someone was reviewing the lift on YouTube, and she was just geeking out about it. How cool was it that your episode was one of the ones she was like, "This is the best episode of the lift ever." <laughs> that was so nice because that was my first um, public non-horror story. I, I, um, I just said to my wife, I was reading a lot of short stories and i thought with ghost stories particularly the type i like there is very little lgbt representation Mm -hmm. and i thought if i can ever get one in there i didn't you could have a character who happens to be uh, lgbt but i kind of wanted to make it more of a focus of the story um without patronizing or insulting any groups and Mm -hmm. the feedback i've got is that i managed to do that and that's a story i'm very proud of and a few people told me they'd cried listening to it which is just like to make people cry makes me happy. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it, very, it's, it's a very long story. I really am yeah. proud of it. it. It was a beautiful story. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I was one of those people that you made cry. So good job. <laughs> yes. So, Mark, I'm very excited to also hear that the audiobook for Shadows at the Door, the anthology, just came out. I'm very curious. What was the process for making that like on your side of things? I kind of feel it was easier for me than it was for Dan. <laughs> uh, so um, a little background on how I assembled the writers for the anthology. Mm-hmm. I made a controversial move of approaching uh, approximately eight writers who had appeared on Shadows of the Dawn and said, I would really like you to write a story for me. On You'll be in the book, just write me a story. Um, puts you in a difficult place if somebody gives you a story you don't like, but thankfully uh, nearly everybody was was really happy to get feedback and even start competing from scratch some it didn't work and we and we went different ways which is mm-hmm. totally fine but i forced dan to be one because dan is a fantastic writer and mm-hmm. he doesn't write enough because he's so busy doing narration so he had a story in there and then he as he was writing it he would say look i would love this to be an audiobook i'll do it for you and um i don't think dan anticipated how much work that would be <laughs> especially all the commitments he has but he then began to do it he suggested uh, cynthia loman come on board mm-hmm. 
to give the female stories a, a female voice and we got in touch with Cathedral Sounds and did the music so it was so fun uh, getting involved with Cathedral Sounds because I would just talk to them about music that I liked and music I could imagine going on it and they would send me some artists they like and we would meet in the middle Dan would send me some of the voices he was testing out for the characters so I was just directing it I just told people what to do and got to listen to the the end product Dan did a hell of a lot of the heavy, he did nearly all the heavy lifting, especially oh, yeah. when Audible asked us to jump through a lot of hoops. For uh, Audible, like what kind of hoops did you have to jump through? Well, um, you know, Dan always produces very high quality stuff, as do Cathedral Sounds, but then um, they said they didn't, the decibel of the mixes. Silly little things like they wanted every single author's name on the cover of the book, and Whoa. I then quickly sent them 10 anthologies that they haven't done that and um, they, lo lots of little things like that a lot of bureaucracy hmm. a lot of things that involved a lot of work that uh, I don't know how necessary it was but at the end of the day it's on there so it's behind us all we can drink now <laughs> drink and 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 listen to months of hard work finally um, mm. so we'll find it's on audible then yeah Yes. Cool. Come I will on. look for that link and make sure we have that in the show notes as well. Thank you. I, th I don't know if it's... it's. I, I had this conversation with Jeanette about saying... <laughs> I say, yeah, and it makes him think of Uncanny County. <laughs> yeah, the, the Homeless Road of the Spices episode uh, or, or story. And, and like, I, I didn't... I, I don't know if you've ever... You've done that forever? Like, I, I'm pretty sure I've always done this. I don't this know. Is... It seems like a recent thing, like just because the characters that were like affected by the spice in the story would end with, yeah? Or I've just been taken over by the spice as the only person in this house that drinks coffee. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, probably the latter. <laughs> um, so on uh, the Wicked Library, um, you and I have already had a really in-depth conversation about your story that appears in this anthology. So, dear listeners, yes. if you want to hear that and where this story came from, we will also have a link to that on our show notes. And you can listen to the whole whole story as well as what Mark and I have already talked about. It's fascinating. You definitely want to hear where this came from. Actually, we're going to play a clip from that story right now. Uh, Quiem Infernos is a story written by Mr. Mark Nixon, and it's in the Shadows at the Door anthology. And recently it was performed by Mr. Daniel Foytik for The Wicked Library. So we're going to play a clip from that right now, and we'll be right back shortly. Quem Infernos by Mark Nixon. The true extent of the dark circles around his eyes. Chinnery nodded. Did you spot the large rug in front of the tomb? The verger let the words hang, awaiting a reply. I did. Under it rests one of our less popular bishops. Louis de Beaumont. I won't get too much into him, but he was only appointed thanks to a great deal of nepotism. He was pretty useless by all accounts, as anyone here will tell you. But that's no secret. What is a... He stopped and lowered his voice, leaning forward. What is a secret is that they found a more suitable purpose... For the tomb in time. That is to say, our friend Lewis is not alone down there. Mark, can you give 
our listeners who don't know, just a brief overview of the story that they just heard a little clip from. So the Quem Infernos is set in uh, where I live at, in County Durham in England, to the northeast of England. And what we have is this magnificent cathedral that you can normally see from most parts of Durham, unfortunately not from my window. But because every writer in the anthology, um, well, it, we were getting quite an international collection of writers. So I just thought, let's take advantage of that. Let's sell it all locally to ourselves. You know, you can make something up as long as it's somewhere there or you can use a real place. You know, in England, you have all these ancient buildings rich in history. It's very hard not to imagine things, take inspiration from it, which is what I did with the story. It's quite, it's been described as quite Jamesian. So um, by that, I mean, it's a lot like in style to kind of like M.R. James's stories, who is arguably the father of the modern ghost story, normally involves academics poking the nose where it's not welcome, mm -hmm. evoking the wrath of something evil. It's a good formula, why mess with it? And I would like to think I did it justice with that story. I think you did, personally. But, uh, dear listeners, go listen and then tell us what you think. <laughs> and, Mark, your writing is akin to a classic ghost story. What attracted you to that style in the first place? I read them when I was very young. <laughs> they, they're ideal um, for your imagination. Let let your mind fill in the gaps. I, I think like every horror writer and reader, I also read a lot of Stephen King, but mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, that stuff's very very obvious, very black and white. I just, I think a ghost to me has a lot more potential for fear than a zombie or I dare say even a vampire. Mm -hmm. You know, why, why is The Shining one of the best horror films out there? Be, you know, apart from the genius of Kubrick and all that, but... Mm -hmm. It's just there's so much potential in the fact that, I mean, just the fact that a, a building can absorb all the evil that's happened to it and it's ghostly. I just, oh, I just love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it has to do with how that kind of writing is akin to uh, a nightmare. Like when you're in a nightmare, you have zero control and literally anything can happen and you really can almost never get away from whatever it, it is in your nightmare. So it kind of feels akin to those primal fears within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Those quiet and fears. That's it. <laughs> I mean, there are rules with vampires. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they can't come in unless you invite them. They're not keen on garlic. They don't like sunlight. Some of them sparkle, but less said about that, the better. <laughs> Zombies remove the head or destroy the brain. Ghosts, well, they're illy to find. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 hard to battle too because you have to find their bones. <laughs> in theory, yeah, I don't think I don't think ghosts would be very scary if they were sparkly. I don't know <laughs> if a big sparkly bean of light just came in through the side of the wall right now. I would still be freaking out. Yeah, but you'd be know, like. It would irrevocably change the woman in black for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she looks like she's doing like a runway show, and when she's hovering down the hallway, you know, like yeah, it's no good. <laughs> it's like RuPaul. <laughs> you expect some Lady Gaga to come out in the background? No, <laughs> doesn't really do it for me. Do ghosts with the ghost of Lady Gaga sparkle? Yes, most <laughs> freaking definitely yes. Depending she, on the outfit she died in. It's true. She yeah. may die in a meat suit, in oh, which God. case. <laughs> well, technically she already would, yeah. yeah. All of us die in a meat suit. So. All of us die. I like that, though. You can hear when the ghost is coming because of the smell of rancid meat, but then it sings bad romance. <laughs> and it's very sparkly. 
Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. <laughs> Giant chandelier ghost. <laughs> so I know this would be like asking um, which of your children is your favorite, but I'm curious, which of, of the stories that came into the anthology are your favorites? Oh, oh no. <laughs> You're right. It is just like that. <laughs> Except there are 13 of them. Um, okay, okay. Christopher Long, okay. he wrote a fantastic story. It is just so original. I could never have come up with the idea, and I hate him for it. <laughs> it's called The Gallo Glass. It is amazing. Dan does an, a really great performance of it as well. The whole story is written in the second person. It's mm -hmm. someone telling the protagonist a story. And it's just so goddamn clever. I, uh, I usually cite that one as one of my favorites. Who else have? Oh, God, this is horrible. I'm so sorry to anyone I don't mention. <laughs> Or, or maybe Harris. here's a, a better question for you. Um, which out of the anthology surprised you the most? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, surprised me. Well, again, Chris, Chris Long's uh, is, is a very surprising story because mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just so unusual. M. Um, Regan, she wrote a story called Deep, which is it's very mysterious. Um, she herself has described it as uh, dangerously close to purple, more lilac. But um, <laughs> it is so, it's so mysterious. And it, it kind of, it develops into something quite different halfway through the story. Something that Barney actually duplicated very well with his illustration. That it's a story that I, when I was reading the submissions, because I opened the submissions when I had a few open spaces, mm -hmm. I had to read it twice, straight away, um, because it was just so fascinating. Nice. That's a good sign when you're like, wow, I finished that story. Flips back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. How was the process of the changeover to the new website? How was that process for you? Difficult. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was getting, I don't want to go into it, but I was getting kind of screwed over by my existing provider. So I had to quickly take a lot of the stuff off the website, save it, and... Um, have it ready to go onto the new website and then I'd lost a lot of my stuff halfway through oh. so I've had to troll through emails and ask people who've contributed for stuff so not everything is back on the site that was there but I am trying to reserve um, older stories to go up once they have an illustration as much as possible as well that uh, that would be so terrifying I <laughs> that's like what that's one of my fears with horror made is that you know, all the all of it would just be gone, um, especially with the change over, you know, like going to a new hosting service or whatever. And I actually just recently backed up for five hundred and twelve posts or something. Wow. Yeah, because I can't use a plugin to back them up until I swap to a new hosting service that allows me to use plugins. So I just had to like copy paste. Um, but yeah, that is that is terrifying and also a lot of hard work. <laughs> Well, I um, I did an interview with Mark Gatiss as well, which mm -hmm. was very popular. He's a hero of mine, and I lost that entirely, and for some reason could not find it. Um, I had to tr transcribe the interview again. Oh no! Yeah, so I did this, you know that's quite a lengthy process of transcribing interviews as well. So mm -hmm. it really is, but I'm I'm glad that interview's back up there because that was an interesting one, and uh, that is also. You know, I'm glad that you're taking Shadows at the Door, and even though it was a blog initially, you're treating it as an online publication now with a blog. 
And yeah. I'd love to hear more about what you're planning with the blog portion of your website. Yeah. So um, a, fr a good friend of mine, Nick Wright, she is, uh, actually it's a day job. She writes a lot of um, material such as that. And so she's going to be writing a lot of blog posts. She'd done a few before on the old website, which are mm -hmm. a little bit dated now. She'd done one on why an it remake was quite necessary when the film had a different director and it was going in a different direction. She'd also done like um, 10 cheap costumes for Halloween, which is a very funny <laughs> article. She's going to be doing some more stuff, but we're thinking about, we, 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 uh, the two of us recently went to go see The Woman in Black um, on stage, which was my third Ooh. time seeing that play. And we, we also saw a brilliant play that was just called Ghost Stories in London a few years ago, which they're making a film of very soon, starring Martin Freeman. Uh, but we, we just thought that the, the stage and theatre was a fantastic place for ghost stories and horror. So And why it might be the best medium for that genre. So um, she might be writing something on that soon. I'm going to do the odd editorial piece and interviews. I've got a few interviews lined up and I'm, and I'm trying to get a few of this. So. And I'm, I'm asking some of the other writers to provide stuff. Just when the topic comes to their mind and they want mm -hmm. to do it. Oh, and book reviews. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's awesome because like, as you've discovered with, you know, building this, this audience and, and finding this niche of people who like classic atmospheric ghost stories and horror stories, you know, it's, it's wonderful having an actual collection of these stories, but then you're also giving them resources to like gobble through other things like plays and books and you know it's it's fantastic that you're making a home for this type of horror yeah it, it's everything in the shadows of the door mythos and, and thank you for that because it, it um i don't want i don't want to be so bold as to say well if you like this kind of horror this is the only place you can get it but <laughs> it's trying to spread the love mm -hmm. i think you're doing it very very smart um with how you've done this you started with a very strong idea a very strong message which was you wanted to share this specific style of story and now it's just it, naturally it, it seems it's growing to this next level well that's very kind thank you <laughs> i do try <laughs> so um with the website comes some very cool branding the shadow the new shadows of the door website um this started with your logo but has expanded tell us about your branding and going forward with that so when I was beginning to take the website more seriously, I thought I'm going to need a decent logo. And I commissioned a fantastic artist called uh, Abigail Larson, who has, uh, she's since done very well for herself. I do mm -hmm. not think I would have got her for the, um, to do it now because she's just so busy. Mm -hmm. But I really liked her style. And she was quite enthusiastic about the concept of Shadows of the Doll. We went quite literal for it. We went for a, a black ghost with a skull for a head. Uh, it's it's really gone on to dictate the even the color scheme that I use. Mm -hmm. And when I do conventions, I've got like a replica skull on the desk, which matches the ghost. <laughs> I try and keep things minimalistic. I, I believe in terms of writing and presentation for the website and things like that, that less is more. Mm -hmm. And makeup. I don't wear. <laughs> I, I think that works. And it, it, <laughs> even the makeup, Mark. Um, it actually, it, it really works across like everything. And uh, like I mentioned before, I've been in like the last two days has been marketing workshops. So I've learned so much about branding and I'm just looking at what you've been doing. I'm just like, it's so on point because less really is more. You have this beautiful logo. You have these beautiful stories that are about what isn't there. 
that is what's scary. And you're bringing in that that just kind of beautiful open space aesthetic to the rest of the website and to a lot of what you're doing. And I just, I don't know, just props to you, man. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think, you know, Barney's trying to use a bit more negative space now in the illustrations too. And of course, when you and I talked about you coming on board, you know, we agreed quite quickly we'd keep it black and white. Mm -hmm. Although you do amazing things with color, it's just the aesthetic really suits um, black and white. Yeah, although I, I do feel like I, I pushed you a little bit by <laughs> with the portraits. I used a little bit of that sepia tone that's in your logo. Um, what? I know. There's, <laughs> there's a little bit of amber in there. I tricked you. It's not black and white. <laughs> uh, well, you can tell I'm not an artist. I've been fooled. <laughs> Good day, madam. It's it's okay. It, it was needed for the fleshy bits of people's faces, um, I thought. So that's why your submissions page actually is in black and white. Um, <laughs> I promise I will be better about sticking to your two colors no, next time. I like it. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> so how do you see the website and the brand expanding uh, even further in the future? I know we touched on that, but anything else? It's um it's a scary time to think about the future. I um I forgot to mention in in the same within a month the book came out. I became a father and I got a new job in mm. my day job life. So at the moment, thinking of the future is very scary on any of those topics because I just feel like I'm firefighting mm -hmm. with aspects of the sort of the personal life. But shadows at the door. Um, I really would like to do more books. Barney and I are working on chat books, which are going to be a lot cheaper to produce, and we can produce it in mass. Nice. Uh, I think they will go down very well at conventions, especially. As I said before, I'm really keen to do audio drama. I actually met some of the guys behind No Sleep Podcast at a convention mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were talking about doing some cross-promotion and maybe me writing for them, so I, I hope to get some tips. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. We've had uh, two, two interviews recently. Mm -hmm. from the, from the No Sleep podcast and we got to see them live with uh, Dan in New York and that was a lot of fun. It's just a really amazing group of people and I love I I can't get over this community that we are a part of is this weird little internet horror bunch that are just like, "Yeah, let's all make stuff together." It's beautiful. <laughs> it's nice because you'd think horror fans would be quite weird. Uh, well. <laughs> We are. I think we are. <laughs> We're just also really, uh, we want friends. We made friends with the shadows under our bed and, and uh, you know, at the door. Uh, <laughs> and now we're finding actual humans to make friends with because they're all hanging out with the shadows. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I have yet to meet, um, I just, I think most people are just so nice and, and everyone just kind of, wants the best for each other. I met uh, Sinister Horror Company uh, uh, recently as well, and I was just chatting to the guys behind that. And it was a bit like, um, did we just become best friends? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that happens I, I think a with lot. the uh, the, the pre-interview we had we had earlier, uh, before we officially started recording the episode, that we would totally have fun with a, with a couple of pints in person. <laughs> That'd be fun. One of these days, we're going to come to England. <laughs> Please do. And then, and then we're just going to be like, hey, I know you're busy, but... But hi. we're obnoxious. <laughs> you sleep on your couch or your floor, your basement. Well, I have family in New England, and I go to New York. Uh, I will always try and go to New York when I can as well. That's my nice. favorite place ever, so... That's awesome. 
Well, next time you come, you're welcome to have a couch, not really in New York, but sort of nearby. That's fine. <laughs> I will take free accommodation. Nice. And we, we want to say, Mark, that we really do love your writing uh, mm-hmm. and, your, and just your voice in general as a writer. Uh, would you ever think of approaching a novel? Yes. It's almost a point of contention. I, I've had a, a very uh, planned out idea for a novel for a long time, probably about three years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've even been to some workshops about um, you know starting it. But there's a little bit of the imposter syndrome, which I know you've covered on the Nine Story and mm-hmm. I'm so related to it. But I just feel like if I took the publishing aside, if, if I just looked at myself as a writer, I would want to do quite a few more short stories before I really felt confident enough to begin the novel. Mm-hmm. But then as a publisher, I also have a you know an indie press I've just started. I need to nurture that and see where it goes as well as trying to do it. I've only just started writing again. I've, um, no. I've, had, I've literally had about a five-month um, gap, uh, and now I'm starting again. So I feel like I need to kind of write a few more. But you're very kind, what you said before. Thank you. That that really does help. Good. No problem. <laughs> we give credit where credit is due. That's true. Especially when you have you trapped on Skype. So <laughs> <laughs> You have no choice but to take our compliments. It's true. We oh. know you're British and don't like taking them. But <laughs> so <uncomfortable>. <laughs> <laughs> Squidging in your squeaky chair. No, he's not on the squeaky chair anymore. Oh, all right. Damn it. <laughs> I moved. I missed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I miss you, squeaky chair. Aw. <laughs> so, Mark, where can everyone find you and your work online? Shadowsofthedoor.com. That's it. That's it. Mic, mic drop. drop. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, mic drop. Obama. <laughs> <laughs> These guys used to have a cool president. Look at you now. <sighs> Yep. But moving swiftly on, uh, <laughs> um, is where I'm putting most of my resources right now. I have several short stories in the go at the minute, which are reserved for certain places, which I'll, I'll plug when that hap- if and when that happens. Mm-hmm. Nice. So there you go, everybody. Check out shadowsatthedoor.com. Get some creepy ghost stories for your uh, b- bedtime story time. And uh, yeah, thank you, Mark, for coming on to the ninth story again. It was really I thank you always, so much. Yeah, I always love talking to you. This has been a blast. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And thank you, Mark Nixon from Shadows at the Door, for sharing some of your time with us today, especially being a new dad and all. While we are on the topic of saying thanks. Thank you so much, Dan Foytick from the Wicked Library and The Lift for sending us the audio clips from the Shadows at the Door audiobook and from the Wicked Library as well. Now, the question of the week. If you were a molecule of heat, where would you be? Would you be floating in the radiator system of a cold little cabin in the woods in Maine? Or would you be a little spark flying off of a fire that you had already set off into the universe to let something else burn? I think I'm that spark. What are you? Mm-hmm. What kind of molecule of heat would you be? I think you're a firework. <coughs> you should show people how your colors burst. Make them go, ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Ah. 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 Do you mm-hmm. ever feel like a paper bag? 
Mm, we yes. should stop here because this is totally just. I could probably use a paper copyright for, infringement for, for my face. Oh no, your face is pretty. When I shower. When you shower. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information, TMI, guys. It's a good thing it's an uh, an audio experience, my friends. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Please record a message. Afterwards, mm -hmm. your message will be played back to you. Yeah. Your soul is being swallowed slowly by the sole of my foot. <laughs> Banana. Mwahaha. <laughs> Soul is being swallowed solely by the sole of my foot. <laughs> Banana. <laughs> if you are able to hear your own voice, then you have configured Skype correctly. Evil if bananas. Evil bananas. Just why, the one. Why your sole of your foot? Uh, cause I, I don't know. That's what, that's what the sole, the sole of your foot is. The bottom of your foot. That's a thing. Thank you for using Skype. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Let's see if that worked. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.